The Dow hit a record high. Moving steady. The economy. Oh, we got your back, Jack. Make a great plan, man. Oh, real McCoy, Troy. Our three cents for free. The options to pick, Nick. You need to discuss much. You got the key, KC. In exit strategy. Welcome to Our Three Cents, uh, Hensler Financial Production, about business uh, valuation and um, business exit planning. And KC, as you love to say, go ahead. Business exit planning is? It's good business strategy. There you go. Good business strategy. So uh, I'm Troy Harmon. I'm here with KC Smith and Nick Antonucci. And uh, we want to talk today about um, valuation. So... I, how do you want to kick this off, Nick? I guess, why does somebody get a valuation? Oh, it can be a number of reasons. And I think, you know, that's a great jumping off point, Troy, because as we'll get into the methods of valuation, um, the purpose of the valuation to some degree will dictate the method of valuation, right? Absolutely. So it may be um, for tax purposes that you're getting a business valuation. It might now, be. What, what would that entail? I mean, if the business is closing down and you want to tell them what you just lost, maybe? Yeah, that may be one of the scenarios. Um, perhaps you gifted part of the business um, to a family, family member, member, friend, whatever it may be. Inside manager. That's right. And you need to uh, determine the value of what you gave away. Yeah. Um, tax tax man wants to know that too. Yeah, they, they want to get paid. Absolutely. It could be divorce, uh, could be death or transaction. Maybe you're just selling shares. Yeah, bringing um, in a new partner. Absolutely. The, the list goes on and on. Right. But that is absolutely where where you need to start because if, if it's something so simplistic as let's say uh, one shareholder uh, selling to another shareholder and you have uh, an agreed upon method that the valuation uh, will be based off of, as we discussed in previous episodes of buy-sell agreement, then there might not be a need to go through the three uh, approaches that we use, which is the market-based approach, the income-based approach, and the asset-based approach, which we'll get into here shortly. But it, it may explicitly say it will be based on the market-based approach. Well, that's the case. You're going to, A, save yourself uh, money by getting a calculation of value done using one method as opposed to having, you know, uh, a valuation analyst conduct all three methods and, and give you a value. Yeah, a conclusion of value, they call that when you do all three of those methods, right? That's right. So um, what, what's probably the most common note that you get, Nick, when uh, when somebody comes in and says, I, I want a business valuation, my buddy tells me, it trades at three times EBITDA or, you know, five so, times sales or something like that. It's usually it's the market, EBITDA. It's the market-based approach. It's right. the most common way. If you think of, um, you know, valuing publicly traded companies, a lot of times we speak to valuation in terms of price to earnings, price to sales, price right. to EBITDA. Sure. It's just like selling your house, right? And it's like my neighbor, just, you know, houses in the neighborhood are going for 400 grand each. So I think mine's worth 425 because it's a little bit bigger or whatever. I mean, that's exactly what Yeah, it is. you're so finding you're comparable, comparable companies. Yeah, exactly. Right. The problem we run into, as you're alluding to, Troy, is that you know, an individual comes in, oh, my neighbor sold his business for, you know, six times EBITDA. Well, that's great. Well, what was your, what was your neighbor's business? Is it the same industry as yours? No, oh, he was is a doctor a and I work on motorcycles. Does that matter? Absolutely. That matters. <laughs> Absolutely. That matters. And his business was in New York city and mine's in, uh, Ackworth. 
Yeah. So there's a lot of variables that go into just like you're saying, Casey, with homes. Uh, homes can be extremely different despite the fact that it's one right next to the other. Yeah, exactly. And so well, what, what about you if need this to find generated a hundred million dollars in revenue and yours generated a million dollars in revenue. Yeah, she get the same multiple, right? I, I no. Think I'm, yeah, sure. Why not? So there's 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 things you need to determine within your business, strengths and weaknesses, how, you know, what's unique to your business. It could be that yours demands a much bigger multiple. That's Maybe true. you're growing much faster, you know? You have uh, bigger margins. Yeah. It, it could be a number of different factors that play into the valuation. So we we constantly try and you know, stress our clients, don't just, you can't just throw this random multiple, average market multiple on your business because it could be a lot more, could be a lot less. Yeah. Unfortunately, Nick, what we wind up finding is when somebody leads off the conversation like that, they really haven't put much thought into why their business would be different or very similar. More often than not, Casey's going to get to call somebody's baby ugly in a second. Uh, more often than the not, show. Yeah. More often than not, Somebody will come in and they've poured their heart and soul into this thing for 10 or 20 or 50 years, whoever, you know, however long it's been. Uh, they're very emotionally attached to this thing. Hmm. And when you talk about uh, what the business is worth, you're talking about the average multiple, right? Nobody has an average business. That's Everybody's right. Business is above <laughs> if average, you talk right. to them about the business itself, it ain't average, yeah. but uh, they want to use this average multiple. So uh, we have never had somebody come in and say, well, I think the multiple should be five times because that's what my accountant said. And, um, you know, that I think because it's growing faster that it should actually get five and a half. They never say that. They only want to say, well, what is it going for? They They take the market's advice Without any question. Well, here's the other thing, guys, is that oftentimes an owner who's looking to exit their business is not thinking about they're, they're looking at the value just by itself. And, you know, however the valuation method is used or what have you, they're also not considering what are the terms of that exit. Somebody could get a higher multiple by having you know restrictive terms on the deal where sure you know it's going to be paid out over a longer period of time there's going to be earnouts there's right. going to be performance ca uh, metrics in there that they have to hit and things like that that would would maybe be better off to get a lower value but more favorable terms right so getting a professional business evaluation you get an objective opinion it it right. removes what you think as the owner are yeah. are the strengths of your business it looks at the reality of the situation, especially in the income approach, I feel more so because, you know, we're getting down into the financial ratios of everything and we're seeing on a numbers basis, you know, is your business operating in line with its competitors? Well, let's let's talk a little about what we're what we're dealing with here. A business is an investment. Every investment, I don't care what it is, if it's a rental piece of rental real estate, if it's a stock in the stock market traded on a public exchange or your private business, that investment is worth the present value of its future cash flows. So, Nick, you say something about an income approach. Uh, the income approach can go various different ways, but ultimately that is a calculation. Uh, it, it's First of all, you look at the history of the business, how its performance has been year over year for X number of years in the past. Obviously, you and I want 10 years. How often do we get that? Uh, uh, very 
In very few instances very do we few. get that. Ten years, yeah. So it's five more like is more likely. Three to five years, they'll have uh, operational history they want to share. Uh, you look through that. You project into the future what the business is going to, uh, how its operations are going to work. And then you take their weighted average cost of capital, which right. can be fleshed out at some point in the future. Maybe not even then. Basically, it's how much it costs you to source uh, cash in order to run the operations of your business you use that as a divisor you bring the business value back to present value so let's put the pointy head stuff behind us uh it's real easy to use the multiple approach right it is the multiple approach does not account as you've already said nick for growth in the business if this business is growing at five percent or if it's growing at 15 percent, the multiple gets applied evenly that's right that doesn't make sense because a business that's growing at 15 percent is going to have a more robust future cash flow could also work in your favor but that's true but you know kind of what all this discussion makes me think troy is this is a jump whatever the valuation comes back to be it's a jumping off point because as you're talking about future expectations in in the income approach there are a lot of assumptions made in this. Absolutely. We don't know what the future holds. We're nope. making a best estimate as to what we think future results will be. So there is, you know, potential for error one way or the other. Could be much better than we projected, could be much worse. Well, so, we, we see uh, recessions occur somewhere between five and every five and ten years, right? Have you ever seen... Uh, historically. Have you ever seen a, a, a business analyst, a valuation analyst, build into their next ten-year cash flow a assumptions? A recession. You I ever seen not. that? Yeah, me either. It's yeah, weird. It is weird, weird how that works. No, it's, it is interesting, and you guys bring up a good point about the growth, because I think that's what uh, a lot of business owners, and not to call their business... They're, they're baby ugly like I tend yeah. to do. Yeah. But they think that this the, whatever the growth rate is today or has been over the last five years is just going to continue and it's going to even get higher forever. And yeah, it's let's talk about 2021. Down. Why are we supposed to have a, a, a um, growth in the economy of what, like 6%? Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be normal? No, what was it last year? Negative what? A lot. And, and one quarter, 30-something <laughs> percent. It depends, right. on, it depends on what quarter you're looking exactly. at. Exactly. So, you know, the the thing is, um, growth is not steady. What you want to do is use the longer-term approach. You look at it, uh, you know, we could probably both agree if we were going to uh, look at just economic growth of the whole economy, three, three and a half yeah, percent. Yeah, that tends to be term. what we look at terminal value. Yeah. You know, terminal value, we say if the, the business is going to grow in perpetuity, right? We're not going to. Yeah, forever. We, we might forecast change. 10 years of growth at different rates, and then eventually it's going to, you know, mature and grow at a constant rate. Yeah, and that's the thing. Businesses mature. They, they grow fast for a while, you know, usually, and successful businesses anyway, they grow fast. And they get to a point where they mature and they plateau for a while. And then that, that maturity is due to the fact that, you know, they get large. Yeah. And exactly. once they're at a certain level, it becomes much more difficult for them to grow. Yeah. You have to become an acquirer of other businesses. It's, it's hard to have this you know, conversation in strategies. today's environment when you look at, you know, public markets and look at some of the valuations well, out there that are they're using these these same methods to value public companies as you do a private company. And there well. are extremely, extremely... Uh, high expectations for growth right. built in as assumptions right. of the overall market. You're absolutely right, Nick. And the thing is, 
Uh, one thing that we see is when public market valuations are really high, you can look at the price to earnings ratio forward or reverse, uh, you know, the, the trailing 12 months or the next 12 months, mm -hmm. expectations on earnings or the history earnings. When you start seeing those valuation numbers really high, it actually translates into private businesses sure. selling for a bigger value as well. So, it, it, you know, right now it's probably a great time to sell. Right now, when is right now? It's April of 2021. Um, valuations in the S&P 500 are really high. Uh, your valuation multiples, if you're just going to use that EBITDA number or price to sales, as Nick noted, um, you know, that's you're probably going to get a pretty good premium at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, so buyers uh, need to be mindful of that for and, sure. And this comes back to the, some of the discussions we've had on previous shows about timing. You know, it, it, trying to time an exit, just like trying to time the stock market, is very difficult to do. So that's why you got to do your planning early. Make sure that you're ready when the time sure. comes. If if you are ready, then and everything is rosy as it is now, then maybe it is a good time to, to look at exiting your business. But yeah. um, think about a year ago, though. Think about what exactly. would be. Yeah. What if in you April thought you were going to sell your business last year in, in April and you got ready to do it and then the, the, the world fell apart, <laughs> falls out of the, yeah, the economy and everything else. Yeah. Um, it makes for difficult conversations for sure. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Casey, I think everything we are always going to say is going to come back to plan Plan, 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 yeah. and implement the strategy. I mean, whatever it is that you're looking for, you're always going to be better off sure. to have to have considered everything. And, and I want to touch on two more things. Lastly, we've talked market-based approach to valuation, sure. right? We've talked about the income approach, and kind of last but not least um, is the asset-based approach, which pay, basically that takes that is, that is least, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> that is the least. least. I guess that's a Last fair point. Least. That's a fair point, Casey. That is the More least. More often than not, it is the least. Yeah, it's gonna. It's your last resort, and it's the least amount of money you're going to get on the exit. When we talked exit strategies, the final one we talked about was liquidation. And that's essentially what the asset-based approach is. It's like a liquidation value. Yeah. So you look at the balance sheet. You take your assets. You, you take market value of those, subtract out uh, market value of your liabilities. And what's left? Yeah, it's a, it's a book value. It's yeah. you know precisely what you're dealing it's with now. It's the most simple. Um, we've we've actually looked at businesses where the owner has passed, mm -hmm. and we have uh, made a determination because the owner was so uh, integral in the daily operations of the business. Without his tutelage and his connections to his clients, the book value was actually not the least. Yeah. Believe that or not, you know yeah. he had assets laying around that could be liquidated, uh, but the operation, uh, the operations, um, intangible asset was so rooted around the owner right. that that With intangible went the value of that intangible precisely. That's true. It may precisely. it may not always be the least. I, I just tongue in cheek. More often no, than not, <laughs> more often Casey, than not, ninety five percent of the time yeah. it is the least. I'm just saying be. it's not always. So you no, know you need point. to consider these things. If if you've got a distressed business, quite often the best money they can get is out of selling the assets and walking away. Yeah, and and you know we we say you get a business valuation. It's your jumping off point. Well. At that point, you know this is where we can begin the talks of what I can expect to get. But again, as we've mentioned in previous episodes, knowing what you actually need is extremely important as well. Yeah. yeah. Because that 
allows you the flexibility not only to negotiate the the number but also the terms of the deal exactly well here's the thing you're not going to go in there and i know i teased this in a previous show talking about this valuation uh discussion that we were going to have today um you're not going to go in there and say I, I my business is really not worth it but i need five million bucks uh you can't get blood from a turnip and and there is nobody in their right mind that's going to give you an amount that is not going to be at least somewhat rooted in the economics of your business. So, um, you know, again, it's it's wise to plan. It's wise to try to make sure that and, your business is valuable, as valuable as you can make it. And planning as well, Troy, it's not even to the point, you know, we, we say start your planning early. And evaluation doesn't necessarily only need to come at the end when you're ready to exit. I no. think there's plenty of business owners that it would do them a lot of good to have a reality check as sure. to what it's actually worth. Because as we've discussed, you come in here with this pie in the sky uh, number that's so detached from reality. Yeah. And, and it comes down to also the terms because most of the time when we're talking, at least on the on the personal financial planning side, uh, when a business owner comes to us and says, I need a personal financial plan. I want to know when can I retire? What do I need to sell my business for, et cetera? Most of the time, they're going to assume that whatever the value that they have in their head, whether, whether usually a multiple of, of, you know, EBITDA or sales or sure. one of these market-based More approaches. often EBITDA than sales, but sales, right. believe it or not, is the easiest one for us to find as valuation analysts. Sure. Yeah. But they're going to, they're going to give you a number and say, you know, my, I'm going to sell my business for $5 million in 10 years. <laughs> okay. In, in times past, did you ever question that Casey? Just jot it down on yeah, the paper. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, what are you going to do? I, I don't, I don't know anything about the business at, at, the, right. at that point it's you know i kind of have to take your word for it but exactly. can you really expect maybe the business is worth five million dollars but are you going to get that as a lump sum yeah depends i mean maybe maybe not but you know we might want to look at the terms again to Casey, figure out that's actually an awesome point and the reason that it is is no matter what nick and i might do as a business valuation analyst we might come up with a number say it's 10 million dollars yeah well 10 million would assume that you know, there's a couple of things Nick and I and even talked about. There's called discounts. Yeah. You know, you've got discounts usually for lack of marketability. You might have a key man or they're, they're rare, but, uh, you know, a key person uh, discount for, mm -hmm. you know, the owner might be so integral to the business, as I mentioned in the previous example where an owner had passed suddenly, um, you know, that makes the business worth less, not worthless, but worth less for yeah. sure. Uh, but <clears throat> the, uh, the lack other thing, of control too. the thing is, yeah, and, and lack of control. So if you're selling less than a controlling interest in the business, uh, maybe you've got three buyers and two of them are going to take a 10% interest and the other is going to take on 80% of the business. The price will be different for those three buyers. For sure. Um, but the thing is, whatever number we come up with is a starting point to the negotiation, as you both have already said. But then think about this. If you're going to sell it over time, you need to treat it like the bank would. What's the bank going to do? They're going to try to determine how much risk is in the fact that I might not get this back. Yeah, you're a creditor at that point. Exactly. Yeah. Which I'm glad you brought that up, Troy. It's like something that, that we certainly should touch on in future episodes and, and especially when we were talking about the methods of exit. But the second bite of the apple, really what you're talking about, you might only sell 20% right now mm -hmm. um, and you take some money off the table mm -hmm. and then you grow that business further over the next 
10 years as an as an 80% owner and then you sell it to, you know, a private equity firm or something. You get the second bite of the apple. You took chips off the table in the mm-hmm. beginning, you grew the value even more, and then you got to sell the other 80% sure. at an even higher valuation. Kind yeah. of a stepped approach to retirement. Yeah, I mean, that, exactly. that might be a wise move too. Yeah, diversifying out along the way. I mean, that's uh, what we would recommend if you had a highly concentrated position stock in, position, in sure. one stock, you know. Well, it also helps you manage the tax situation. Exactly, right, yeah. Because yeah, that, so, that's another factor that we haven't talked about a whole lot to this point is you know it's not just the pre-tax value of the yeah. business what do you how much are you going to be left with after taxes and in and every situation it is the after tax value of your business yep. that is most important to an individual yep. right so uh, nobody you know. nobody goes in saying that i'm going to get you know five times ebitda minus whatever 35 40 50 percent taxes yeah. yeah you think yeah. 10 million dollars i'm getting 10 million dollars yeah. yeah no slow down slow yeah. down because uncle sam's gonna get half of that right uncle sam's gonna take a chunk and he then... will take his every single time so maybe a stepped approach is best all right guys uh just we'll wrap it up you got anything more to say on the topic of valuation there's a whole lot of uh, things that we could talk about this could go on forever but there's no need to to belabor the point if you have questions you can give us a call, 770-429-9166. Ask for Troy, ask for KC, or ask for Nick. Any one of us can help you answer your questions on business valuation, financial planning. I'm not going to answer your questions, but I'm going to give you KC's number. Uh, but, uh, you know, we're here we to help. help you with taxes. There you go. John yeah, Dixon we've got, and, we've got uh, tax, tax experts on the insurance. estate planning, insurance. That's right. We All can, your financial needs. No doubt. And we One can stop. also help you negotiate with a buyer or seller, just uh, depending on which side of the table you sit on. That's right. Uh, we've been in these deals. Uh, we'd love to talk to you. Um, give us a call, 770-429-9166, or you can go to our website, Hensler.com, or you can email us, drgene at Hensler.com. That's spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R.com. We appreciate you listening. You just need to commence, gents. Make a great plan, man. A real McCoy and Troy, our three cents for free. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.